This is Truth 101, our world of chocolate lenses. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, your auntie, your favorite single songwriter, your favorite political commentator, your crazy cousin from the country, Music Truth. And you're listening to episode five of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses, the show where we dive into anything until we get to the bottom of it, where we get to the bottom of everything from politics and pop culture to why people with big arms make the best grits. All right, everyone. So we're just a weekend out from your Memorial Day festivities. I'm sure you enjoyed some good family gatherings, some good cookouts, and also some good tea. Today, we're going to talk about the cookout, especially the elements of the Black cookout that make it an important fixture of Black American culture and beyond. We'll discuss the staples that you need in order to make it so. The food, the music, festivities, and most importantly, the people. So, without further ado, what is it and why is the Black Cookout different? Now, I'm not going to tell you why the Black Cookout is different. I'm just going to tell you what a Black Cookout looks like, and you can cross that um, with your culture, and maybe you'll see a lot of overlap, and maybe perhaps you'll see some things that are a bit different from what you normally do at your family cookouts. And if you do notice similarities and differences, please inbox them to me because I love learning about other cultures as well. So in order to unpack the black cookout, we first need to acknowledge some history behind barbecue as well as rural culture. So cooking outdoors was something indigenous to African and Caribbean and Native American peoples. We were already doing that for generations before the first slaves arrived on the shores of North America in 1619. And Mexico was early as 1580, but that's for another show. So smoking meats as a measure of preservation was something indigenous groups were able to do in order to make their hunts last longer and to be able to serve more in their community. So they were smoking meats as a means to preserve them. However, by the time the 18th century rolled around, slaves were doing the cooking and tending the pit for the households they, quote, belonged to, and later segregated businesses they worked for. So while our contribution may often be omitted in more contemporary visions of barbecue and what that means and rural living in the United States, barbecue is something that was contributed to by many cultures here in our country, including Native and African cultures, and added to and practiced in European cultures as well. So for many, it's a, quote, co-created culture, as noted by African diaspora food historian Michael W. Twitty. Barbecue is a unique testament to how a groups can contribute and make something better and distinctively their own. Now, as you know, barbecue varies from region to region of the country and even can vary from region to region within the same state. For example, there are two distinct, some may argue three, types of barbecue in the state of North Carolina alone. Now, moving from right to left, from east to west, 
you have the more briny vinegar and heat based style of barbecue from the Ruta to the Tuta. And moving across the Piedmont and into the mountains of North Carolina, the barbecue is tomato based, also known as an abomination if you're from southeastern North Carolina, like myself. Much of the barbecue in the South and up into Tennessee, Kentucky, and St. Louis is pork. Picnic, shoulder. And if you are attending a pig picking, the whole hog. And we'll have an entirely different show on what the pig picking looked like back in the day. But when you head down into Texas and Oklahoma, we move into cow country. And that's where the barbecue staple there is brisket, smoked low and slow. And the ribs are beef. So now that we have a little history on barbecue here in the States and some of the different characteristics that exist as you move across the country, we can now discuss what are the makings of the black cookout. So first, we have to talk about who's here. You're going to have the hosts, family and good family friends and friends of friends who don't steal. Old heads. Old heads are older aunts and uncles and the friends of your grandparents who've always just been around. Your cousin's new boyfriend she met in college can come. Your cousin's cousin from the other side. The ex that everyone liked but you. They may get an invitation without you even knowing. Old co-workers and if your mechanic is cool, he or she might get an invite as well. Pretty much anyone who is, quote, good peoples who don't steal. And if they do still, then the whole family knows not to leave anything out. So now that we know the guests, we have to start with the food. Usually the host provides all the meats, which could include any and all manner of chicken, ribs, hot dogs and hamburgers for the kids. We don't want them messing over the good stuff. Steaks if the cookout is small and you like the people and fried fish. Now, you can get any combination of this at a cookout because, again, we're not talking about a big old barbecue. That's different. But a cookout, you can get any of these meats or just two or just one. Just depends on how many people are coming and what your budget looks like. Now, please note that they're going to provide the meats and some basic beverages. You know, juices and maybe some good old cold tea, some iced tea. And some water, you'll have water there and soft drinks and stuff and all of that good stuff. But note that whatever it is that they made and prepared, it took mostly all day to prepare this stuff, especially, as I mentioned, if you are attending a barbecue versus a cookout, which we'll get to at some other time. But just know that a barbecue is going to include smoked meats, um, not just grilled items. And it took hours upon hours to cook. Uh, to tenderness and perfection. So we're talking about smoke, smoking things low and slow. And if you know me, then you know that I am a griller and smoker connoisseur, even though I'm eating vegetarian right now. So this whole episode is just killing my spirit, but I'm going to stay strong. So uh, when you're cooking meats low and slow, they take hours, at least eight hours to cook a shoulder or I don't eat pork, but to cook a roast or even to do turkey wings and things of that nature or it takes usually um, multiple hours to cook and the art of maintaining that consistent heat and feeding that fire, it, it's, a, it's an art form. And, um, you know, where I'm from and in the country, we're going to use charcoal and good old 
lumped coal and chunks of soaked wood um, when we're smoking. But again, that is for another show. So again, the hosts are going to provide the meat. The guests are normally going to bring a side, and that could be, you know, cold food items like your coleslaw, your potato salads, your chicken salads, if you have an aunt that's good at that, and the like. You're going to get some veggie salad, something, you know, as simple as sliced tomatoes and, 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 and cucumbers. You can get that or the full nine yards of a mixed salad. If you don't have dressing, somebody's going to make one. And unfortunately, it's going to be that ketchup and mayo dressing that someone just threw together just to let you know. <laughs> we, <laughs> we may not like it, but that's what it's going to be. And then baked mac and cheese may even make an appearance at a cookout. Pasta bake. Um, if you're from Indiana or Ohio, maybe down in the Delta, you might throw together some spaghetti. We don't ask and we're not going to judge about that, but I've heard that that's something they like to do. Guests will also bring a dessert, a bottle of beverage of their choice, and sundries. If you can't cook, that's foil. Lots and lots of foil for takeaway plates, utensils, napkins, cups, paper plates that can be flipped over to become a takeaway plate. If you can't cook, bring one of these and no one's going to look at you funny or judge you. We'll be grateful, we'll accept that foil, and we'll expect you to bring it for cookouts in the future rather than cook because you literally just told us that you can. What's a cookout without background ambiance? As you know, music is an intricate part of our culture, especially in the South as well. And what's a cookout without some good background music to get things started? So if you're from a conservatively religious family, you're going to hear loud gospel um, that's probably going to be blasting in the background. Um, you know, that could be quartet music or choir music or whatever. But for many others, the playlist is going to consist of, quote, family friendly classics that the old heads and the babies alike will enjoy. And that list covers every decade, pretty much since the late 60s and 70s to today. You've got to play Candy by Cameo. You've got to play some Chuck Brown and some EU for a taste of go-go splashed in there. And you got to play My Boo by Ghost Town DJ. You got to play Beyonce, CB, and T-Pain. That's going to be enough to keep the babies entertained. But not too much trap music is played unless it's at a volume to where it blends into the background ambiance because trap music confuses old heads if they try to listen too closely. But depending on the age group, you may get away with it if you're around the let the babies have something side of the family. And last but not least, a cookout isn't a cookout unless you're doing the electric slide to Frankie Beverly and Mazes before I let you go with a solo cup in hand. It's the one dance that everyone can do without the old heads complaining that it's too new when the biker shuffle came out in 2014. But we're not going to judge. So pretty much anything by Maze is fair game, and that's from joy and pain to happy feelings. It just has to happen. Now, if you're down in the Carolinas and out in the country throughout Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, you'll mix in some Southern soul and play a little Denise LaSalle, Nellie Tiger Travis, Johnny Taylor, Sir Charles Jones, Mel Waiters, and Marvin Cease. And someone will play I Left Home With My Side Piece by Pokey Bear. And someone will probably have a story to go along with it. Meanwhile, you may look around and see an intense game of spades going on. 
But be careful. If you're younger than half the age of the oldest person at the table, you're considered a child. You need to sit out unless you're invited in to play against the old heads. Now, when the old heads are playing spades, you watch and you keep your mouth shut. You run and grab things for the elders, the things that they may need. It could be more brown liquor or just refresh whatever it is that they were eating and drinking on. You're the runner. And after what seems like forever, the old heads are going to start falling off when that itis hits and opting out of the next round. And then the youngins will finally get an opportunity to play. Now, after all is said and done and this cookout has lasted for hours and hours, you have two choices. You can cut out a bit early, go ahead and dip, make your plates and head on out. But at a certain time, everyone that's left and there is responsible to help clean up. Now, you can take back what's left of the side you brought or the bottle that you brought, but you even have to be careful with this because in some circles, it's rude to take anything back other than to-go plates. It's a gift for the house. Now, if this is your first black cookout, look to see what everyone else is doing and follow suit. You don't want to miss your invite for next year. At the end of the day, the black cookout is special. And within each culture, you'll find certain staples that weave together to reflect and connect elements that make you who you are. For us, it's family time, sharing meals, listening to old stories the elders tell. These are all ways that we connect the past and solidify a strong, forward-reaching family for the future. It's another tie that binds. Well, that's the truth about the Black Cookout. Peace, babies. I'll see you next time, and thank you for joining us. We'll be back. We'll toss around yet another point of interest and get to the bottom of it. Please send me your questions. You can inbox me on facebook.com slash musictruth. That's M-U-S-I-Q, truth, one word, no spaces. Or DM me on social media. Just Google Music Truth. You can find me there. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on Truth 101. Our world through chocolate lenses. Hey, truth one one, truth one one. Hey, truth one one, truth one one. Oh, truth one one, truth one one. Hey, truth one one, truth one one. Oh, truth one one. Our world through chocolate lenses. You got questions, I got answers, ain't no use pretending We can talk it out, chop it up till we get bored Research it, flip it, scratch it, or throw it straight out the door It's Truth 101, our world from chocolate lenses Sending your questions, cause knowledge we straight spitting and dying You got questions, we got answers, ain't no use pretending Chop it up, talk it out, knowledge we straight dripping This is Truth 101, our world chocolate